What's going on, guys? It is your temporary host, Austin. Right now, we have Ren and Angelo. The reason I am hosting is partly because in our, I believe it was our bonus episode, Ren told me I have to man up and start doing the old, the do that, 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 doing the intros. No second takes here, kids. So, Ren is down sick. Um, I am still a little sick as well. That's why we didn't get a chance to record last week. So, it didn't really matter because we don't really have much going on in the NBA news right now, in the NBA world. Um, we're a week away from preseason. Yeah, you so know, that'll be all to carry us. Yeah. Angelo and Alex are doing a great job over on the football pod, you know, carrying the content. So, let's go into the question of the week. Ren, I think I gave you that task for the week. Yeah, so I had a, a fun one kind of come up, and it, it got me thinking, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jostle Angelo's memory a little bit here with it. So the question this week, because essentially I don't like using the term, but we are in a frame of mind sports journalists, right? Like that's we're French. We're French sports journalists, correct? Okay, so... What is something that got you into the idea of doing this? Like, what is something that kickstarted your brain to say, you know, it's fun to talk about sports or write about sports or whatever it may be? And for me, I, I'm just going to say where mine kind of started. I'm sure yours started at a different point, Angelo, but I'm going to unlock a core memory for you here. Max Van Hook. Yes, indeed, but that is not my start. Who is Max Van Hook? So, when... Uh, We're not going to get, like, really into it, um, but it is kind of my answer. So, when Angelo and I were a little bit younger, a lot younger... um, A decade younger. Yeah, it it was ten years ago. uh, We participated in these things that were, like, simulation basketball, where you play as a player and like you had to like also do like the media side of things it was a lot of fun um and like for me that's where i really got an interest in like writing about sports your start was bleacher report correct yes yes so but but for me like that was like that's also low-key why my articles were probably some of the more creative ones in the sba yeah like But my first. All right, I'm gonna first, I'm gonna be go ahead. just just for listeners at home. I you might hear me start a sentence and then stop it, and that's because I'm muting my mic because I'm having a coughing fit because I'm still getting over the flu. So I apologize for that, but we will power through it. Sorry, Angelo, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I do remember that my first article that I believed got published on. It was either Fox or it was CBS Sports at the time. Was an article about then Raiders first round wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay. And how I was I was calling it not the worst pick in the world. And that 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 aged like sour milk, honestly. 
Austin probably knows who Darius Hay- well, maybe he doesn't remember who Darius Hayward Bay is, but I don't think you do, Bren. Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I definitely do. You do? Okay, you remember? Okay, Austin. What about what about you? Like, what was it? This podcast because you were the last member to join. Well, besides Alex, but you you were hesitant to join the channel. Um, so was this your first like experience with sports journalism, or did you have so, like another interest prior? First, I'm trying to correct you, but I, it's not worth it. It's fine. Um, I didn't really have any. What? Did you say, Mr. Coffee? What are you? What? 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 What are you trying to correct? Hold on. You said it was because I wasn't sure. I was down for the pod the whole time. It was the availability oh, side. Yeah, so you weren't sure if you were going to be available. Yeah. That's not being sure. Uh, I mean, those are two different. Hey, we're we're arguing semantics, but whatever. Continue. Yes. Anyways. Um, I didn't really have like a big drive for sports journalism, but I have grown up around sports. My parents did sports, I did sports, and it's just like part of my life and it's so fun to talk about. And then we all decided to do something like this and I was like, Hey, why not? Once the availability cleared up. That's fair. That's fair. So. <sighs> all right. We're ready to move on to some NBA news. Yeah, go for it. It's You're hosting. Much. I know. It's not much. Um, Josh Primo. Did y'all see what yeah. happened with Josh Primo? Yep, 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 yep. Angelo, did you see this? No. So this is on my notes. Do you want to go for it, or do you want me to? I got it. Okay. So Josh Primo was suspended on Friday for four games after he engaged in inappropriate and offensive behavior by exposing himself to women. <laughs> so he exposed, he was suspended without pay, four games, and he just signed a two-way contract with the Clippers. That's... Now, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Josh Primo a Thunder pick? Uh, Spurs. He was the, he was number, I think, 12. He's only 20. Like, yeah, he's young. He was a lot of pick. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm... It, the NBA just is very. This is not David Stern's NBA, um, because they get away with a lot more. Things. They, they're getting away with a lot more because Miles Bridges is going to be playing this year. Josh Primo got four, like granted he missed an entire season. Like they probably factored that into his suspension, but four games, really? Yeah, it's. Oh, gosh. I just realized it was a psychologist. It was a psychologist and a massage therapist are the two that I know about. Oh, he she worked for the team. Yeah, no, it, it happened multiple times. Like, it was, like, a consistent issue. And it's he's been getting therapy, and he's going to continue getting therapy in L.A. And mm-hmm. good for him, but, like, four games? Really? My biggest thing with Josh Primo, and it's not about him in the real life at all. Whenever we did 2K leagues, this man was making like 20 million every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it that's the problem with 2K is like they won't get rid of those players. Yeah. Um, but for they me, I guess it's back. for me, it's just the verbiage of it. Like, 
I get that if they're counting last season, they need to say an entire season plus four games. Mm-hmm. Like just saying four games for what's essentially sexual assault is. It's like a slap on the finger. It's, it's a, not slap, even on a slap, slap on the wrist. wrist. It's not even. Even though, again, he got the whole season. I I totally get that. But the verbiage, like. Yeah. You need like it. It there's a lot more weight to it if you say an entire season plus four games plus the preseason because he can't play in the preseason. Yeah. Whoa, big deal. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. All and right, then the on. other piece of news is Kelly Oubre signed a one-year deal to the Seventy Sixers. So there was actually a few signings. I don't know if like they all happened today, so I don't know if you saw them all. I did. Um, so they're, they're, I mean, they're not like big signings like Theo Maladin, um, the Pacers signed Alfred Payton. There's another one I'm forgetting about, but it, it's all like small depth signings. So it, it's nothing major. Um, the only other is, is that the last news you have? Yeah, that's all that I had. So besides like Dame related things, which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyrie went on an interview. I forget which podcast it was, and he I said that he wishes. Uh huh. No, 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 no. I know every time you say Kyrie went on a <laughs> podcast, like alarm bells go off. But this one's actually there's a reason I'm bringing this up, and it's because I kind of want Angelo's opinion on it. So Kyrie went on and said that he wishes Dallas had been in position to draft him in 2011. So basically, he's saying he wishes he did not get drafted by the Cavaliers. Yeah. What are do you agree with him? Yeah. Why? It was a bad fit from the start, dude. It was a great fit at the time. It was a bad fit from the start. Like, I I'm not delusional. The Cavs are a very poorly run organization. They generally did not give him support, and then when LeBron came back, he wasn't in the right mental frame of mind to play and win now with LeBron. Just because it happened doesn't mean it wasn't it was right. Like, I think yes. that just adds to LeBron's greatness that that worked as well as it did. That's what fair, I guess. Was drafted. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Okay, so he was after the ten eleven season. Yeah, it's it's the. Okay. But I mean, I, it's I literally don't think that's controversial. I think if you get any random schmuck off the street and says, "Hey, but, you're an NBA player. Would you rather play for the Dallas Mavericks or the Cleveland Cavs?" But nine here's, out of ten people are going to say the Dallas Mavericks. So true or false? Kyrie Irving is one of the best players to play for the Cavaliers of all time. I, yeah, but it, it's true. It's absolutely true. Um. So, like, from a Cavs fan perspective, like, I'm not asking from a basketball perspective. I'm saying from a Cavs fan perspective, do you feel disrespected? Do you feel oh. hurt? Betrayed? No. You don't? Oh, okay. No. I forget you're weird. Um, do... <laughs> so I, mean, the... I mean, even if you're a Cavs fan, there's a difference between being a Cavs fan and being delusional about the fact that the Cavs have historically been run poorly in the teams that they've put on the field over the last 20 or so years, despite having LeBron James in about half of them have been catastrophic rosters. Like if you can't admit that as a Cavs fan, then you're just delusional. That's fair. Um, other news, Jimmy Butler on Twitter, not on Twitter. 
It was someone recording Jimmy Butler on Twitter. Um, at a gas station, filling up his car, and he's complaining about the price of gas. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's wrong. I'm not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. But you're not the guy to be complaining about it as you're sitting in your $1.53 million Bugatti. Ah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Yeah, that's a fair point. That is ridiculous to me. Like, it's I, Again, it's not that he's wrong. I completely agree with him. But, like... You're in a car that's worth more than a lot of people are going to make in their lifetimes. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little stupid. Now, we're, we're going to talk about uh, Jimmy Butler some more later. Um, I, I want to get your guys' feel because we're about to get into the big topic of the week. I'm guessing, correct, Austin? Correct. So, is Drew Holiday off limits? Because there is Drew Holiday news. Or do we want to talk about the big news first? Because it is related, even though it's separate. Uh, go with the Drew Holiday. Okay, so, hold on. Gonna cough. Give me so while he's oh, anyway. coughing... Um, no, I, I'm, I'm a pro at coughing. I get it out now. quick. Okay. I'm good. I'm great. I'm grand. So, Drew Holiday was involved in the major trade that we're about to talk about. Uh, he ended up going to the Portland Trailblazers, as we're all aware. They're immediately trying to flip him. Okay? So. You mean they don't want a third combo guard? It's not that they don't want a third combo guard. It's he doesn't fit their timeline. And I think Drew Holiday is one of those players that if you have two other combo guards. Look, I'm not uncomfortable with Drew Holiday starting at the three. Like, he's able to do it. He's one of the few players that's that short that's able to do it. But he can do it. But he doesn't really fit their timeline. So for them to flip him for assets that are going to fit their timeline makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the asking price is two firsts. Um, is it Scott Weiss? Who is, what, hold on. What, I forget which. I don't have the citation of the source, but it's someone on Twitter. I think it was Weiss. Um, and the asking price starts at two firsts. There's several teams in the mix that have means and motivations to pay beyond that. So what we're talking about two plus firsts as the starting point for the Drew Holiday sweepstakes. And I'm not saying he's not worth that. I'm just saying I think that's a little steep. Um, the teams that I know of that are in the mix are the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Clippers. I so badly want it to be the Sixers. Do you know why? Because James Harden would be in that. No, 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 no. I want you to think back to the annals of history. What relevance is Drew Holiday to the Philadelphia Sixers? He was on the same team with uh, Andrew Bynum. No. He, the, the trading of Drew Holiday by Sam oh, Hinkie is true. what started the process. That's so if he came true. back, that's the process going full circle. True. Uh, the Celtics are supposedly offering up Malcolm Brogdon on top of picks. Again, like that—that's the problem. Is those three teams the value they have to offer are in combo guards, and that doesn't fit with the Trailblazers. You mean they don't want a third combo guard? They don't want a fourth combo guard. They have three already. 
Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, and Shaden Sharp. They don't want a fourth combo guard. They already got three. I don't know. This with the with the Portland Trailblazers, you can never have enough combo guards. We'll I'm talk sure about that. that. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um. So go ahead, Austin. Or am I taking over at this point? I don't remember when you said I was taking over. Now. Okay, I'm taking over now. Um, you did your job, and we will talk about how great it was. It wasn't terrible. It was about what I expected. I'm not going to say it's better or worse than I expected. <laughs> I told you that first intro, the first time you do the intro, you think you got it, and you, you don't got it. You yep. don't got it. You, you fumble something. But we don't so, do second takes here on the reserves. I'm going to interrupt before we move on. I want both mm-hmm. of you to look at the chat. Uh, which chat? The Discord or the Discord? Discord. I did a thing. Did a thing. No. Uh, you found you found Angelo's bleacher report. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna we're gonna post this as supplementals. No, hey. no, I, I gotta talk about one real quick. Uh-huh. I was just reading one because it said Tom Brady. <laughs> Angel yeah, yeah, yeah. said Tom Brady was a question mark player. Okay, so Austin, what I need you to do is sign into all the social medias. Go ahead and go ahead and share these. Got you. Got you. Yeah, got you, got you. So if you're not following No Reserves on socials, go do it because now you can read Angelo's start to journalism. Oh my god. He did it to himself. He freaking he uh, Alright, so the big news of the week, if you are listening I can't to a basketball, still have it on the website. They don't delete anything. The internet is forever. Um, so if you're listening to our podcast, chances are you're a basketball fan. And if you're a basketball fan, you know about the summer of Damian Lillard, and it came to a head finally. And by the time this episode comes out, it will have been four days since the trade was announced. Um, so the Bucks, Suns, and Blazers did a three-team trade for Damian Lillard. Uh, hold on, I gotta get the whole thing. So the Portland Trail Blazers, who were the location of Damian Lillard, I shouldn't have to explain that, he's been there for his entire career. Uh, they got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, 2028 first-round pick swap for Milwaukee, 2029 first-round pick for Milwaukee, and 2030 first-round pick swap for Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks, straight up, Damian Lillard. Phoenix Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Um, so let's start with the team that really got the least, which is the Phoenix Suns. I know you guys are not a big fan of DeAndre Ayton. Either of you, I, I, think, I think both of you are card-carrying members of the DeAndre Ayton Haters fan club. I am now, yeah. But the Phoenix Suns now have the Portland Trail Blazers big man rotation from last year, right? Yeah. Bull, bull, yes. Which was a bottom five defensive rotation. DeAndre Ayton, maybe he was, we'll say rough offensively. He was, uh, he left a lot to be desired. Raw, he was raw offensively. But he was a solid defender when he wasn't trying to guard the perimeter in the playoffs, which y'all keep referencing. But talking about 
what, what are you talking about? Did you not? Casper guarded Nikola Jokic in that series run, not DeAndre Ayton. Nobody was guarding Jokic in the entire playoffs, homie. Yeah, but at least they had a body there. There were Bam multiple Adebayo. plays where Ayton didn't even bother. Bam Adebayo is probably the best top-to-bottom defender in the NBA. He can guard one through five. He couldn't stop Jokic. Let's let's stop pretending that DeAndre Ayton was some anomaly and the scrub that is Nikola Jokic went off because DeAndre Ayton couldn't guard him. No one could guard him. Let's stop pretending like that's an argument. Um, but are their bodies... Are, are, do they at least try to get their bodies in the way? It didn't matter. It okay, didn't matter. Even if it didn't matter, did they at least attempt to get a body in the way? I mean, at that point, if if you can't stop him, Take away his passing options, and that's what they tried to do. So, um, Grayson Allen's an interesting piece for the Suns. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have on that team, but I, I, don't I actually kind of like what they got back in the sense that. Because originally I thought they would get one of the big pieces. I I thought they were going to get Drew in that deal. Yeah, I thought they got Drew too. So I think what the Suns said with this is, A, they probably couldn't get for A and what they thought he was worth, and B, they think they're better off getting a package of players and depth around Beal, KD, and Booker as opposed to getting another star. Agreed? Agreed. And in that sense, they they did just fine in that deal. I mean, I'm a big fan of Yusuf Nurkic. I just... If your complaint about DeAndre Ayton is his defense, which is his strongest point, Yusuf Nurkic plays even less defense. I mean, they do have less defense than what I saw. They still have Udoka Azubuki, Bismack, and Bull Bull. Yeah. Like, they have some defense there. And Drew Eubanks. <laughs> Drew Eubanks. There's no, no reserves MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and switch it and talk about the Trailblazers real quick. So, as we already talked about, they're going to flip Drew Holiday. Like, he's not staying in Portland. No. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I do like that fit. He does fit their timeline a little better. He does still, regardless of what you think of him now, he's still young. He has potential. He has upside. Um, I don't know much about Tumani Kamara. I'm going to be honest. Um, and then they get all those pick swaps, which it's Milwaukee, and they're going to be competitive, so they're not going to be great. But right. I mean, unless Giannis leaves for some Look, look it's better than getting a combo guard from Miami. <laughs> right I, I think well that's not i don't think that's a fair assessment because there had there had to be a third team to make that deal work for milwaukee and i'm assuming if a third team would have been in that at miami deal then it would have been a similar kind of outlook do you not agree i i, I don't think so because i don't I'm not as high on Tyler Hero as a lot of people. Hater. 
it's not that I'm a hater. It's that Drew Holiday is a much more valuable piece. That's what it takes to move Damian Lillard. That's what it takes to move a star, a superstar player. Is so, here's the thing. Would you not have just preferred picks at that point if instead of going through the process Mm-mm. of no. saying I just acquired Drew, so now on top of the picks I got, I need to move another player to get the pick mm, absolutely not, I... absolutely not. I take Drew Holiday because I can flip Drew Holiday four picks to a team that's a fringe contender with older stars. For example, the L.A. Lakers. I'll take the Lakers picks all day right now because LeBron is not going to play forever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking the kind of player that can get you over the hump, which is Drew Holiday. But there's enough teams, the Clippers. Kawhi and PG aren't young anymore with these new rules like Kawhi might rage quit the league because he actually has to play games that defense would be insane though right and that's what I'm saying like if I'm the trailblazers I'm taking the player that I can then flip four picks from a contender because if you're just sending him to Miami Miami's always going to be somewhat competitive Jimmy could leave tomorrow, Bam could leave tomorrow, and they're still going to sign free agents because it's South Beach. Oh, no, I, I, I love what the Trailblazers did here. I think this was a good trade from them. They, In my opinion, they get an A+, because it's really difficult when you're not only having to trade a superstar player that's publicly demanded a trade, but his agent is trying to sell that he'll only go to one team, right? Because Aaron Gordon, not the Denver Nuggets Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon, Damian Lillard's agent, was telling the Bucks and the Nets not to let the Blazers know that Dame was interested in playing for them in case it impacted discussions with the Heat. By the way, Jimmy Butler came out and said the NBA should investigate the Bucks for tampering, even though Dame's agent was trying to tank Dame's value even more to get him to the heat at a cheaper cost but i'm yeah, just i'm just, just saying like sour grapes to me it absolutely is it's but i mean i get it dame being there would have made it so that miami has to rely on gabe vincent going off in the playoffs less to make their playoff runs more viable I mean, the Heat are like the East just got significantly better. Yeah. I I think the it's very hard for me to not say the Bucks are now the favorite in the East. That's tough to say to me. So, do you know who the last the top five leaders in points per game over the last four years are? I'm sure Dame and Giannis are both on that list. So number five is Kevin Durant. Number four, Joel Embiid. Number three, Luka Doncic. Do you know who the top two are? Dame. Giannis and Dame. Yeah. You have the two top scorers over the last four years. Giannis is all NBA defense. Brooke Lopez, all NBA defense. Chris Middleton, he's a a good defender. He's not great. He's all right, yeah. You can hide Dame on that team. Yeah. And he's going to light the other team up. 
I just have a really hard time. Like, I it's between them and Boston for sure. Yeah. And if Boston gets Drew Holiday, uh, tough. October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Heat versus Bucks. <laughs> That's gonna be a, a fun one. Um. So now that this is over, because this has been. Basically, this has been the big news of the summer. It started with the Dame requesting the trade two days after releasing a song about how loyal to the city he is. Um, do you feel like, like we we had the closure? Do you, or do you think this is going to drag on? Meaning, do you think so, it's going to be a problem for Milwaukee? And meaning... Like, is this the end of it, or are we going to have a trickle of information out of Portland? Because, oh, yeah, because Dame basically was talking. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Did I close it? Oh, there it is. Um, <laughs> basically, Dame has came out and said that. The Heat were never given... Well, he didn't say this, but people close to him say this that he has said, which is the Heat never had a legitimate opportunity to negotiate. Throughout the process, they felt Portland allowed emotions to get in the way of business. Lillard's can't believe it had become personal, and that's why the Heat weren't given an opportunity. But Sam Quinn tweeted today, and I... I fully agree with him. You don't get to pearl clutch about the GM not... Or no, this was related because this is a fun fact. Um, on the 5th, Damian Lillard went to the Trailblazers management and attempted to rescind his trade request. Oh, boy. It was denied. And that's why they're saying, oh, this was personal and they just had it out for Dame and they let emotions get in the way. And Sam Quinn today said, you don't get to pearl clutch about the GM not wanting to bring you back when you were so set on a single destination that your agent publicly tried to scare 28 teams away from trading for you. I think these situations are all unique. If Dame asks for this trade in 2021 when Hero's future looked a bit brighter, he probably gets to Miami. Yeah. We heard this. We heard one side of the story, those telling it once scorched earth. Eventually, we'll hear the other side of the story, the side that trickles in slowly over the next few weeks and months. The truth, as in most things, is somewhere in between. I just think the notion that an NBA team would act out of spite is stupid, pretending that what happened here is one right childhood. There are multi-billion dollar organizations. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot just because you hurt their feelings. I don't know about that one, Chief. Again, you don't... We're not getting into that here. Um, but do you think we're going to get, like, spoon-fed slowly over time more yes. from the side of the Bucks or the Blazers? Yes, 100%. No, there, there's... People will want this information out inside the Portland organization, and, that's, and it's going to get out. So, so quote-unquote, sources will say... And then you get some more details. I think... I Honestly, I don't like the look of Dame rescinding the, the trade request. Because that's just... I, 
don't know, that just doesn't sit right with me. Like, if you're going to do it, commit to it. Don't back out because you don't like the backlash or you don't think there's a path to get you. Because let's be real, he was recruited by Miami. Whomever that is, I don't care if it was Jimmy Butler or if it was a brass inside Miami. He was That's why he did that. So, no. I would have I respected it more if he just committed to it and let it happen. And honestly, if I was him, I would just play basketball. Fed up about it and play basketball. What, so, what's happened? so, do you think the Blazers were being dishonest and acting in bad faith and not negotiating with the Miami Heat? Or do you just think the Miami Heat were not able to offer a package similar? I think the truth somewhere in the middle, because like I said, for Milwaukee to get it done, there need to be a third team. And I think for Miami to get it done, there I, I think for any that you're, you're talking about a max contract player. So, so would it surprise me if they didn't negotiate with Miami because they couldn't find a third team in a Miami deal? And, you know, the fact that Portland felt shunned, because of Miami is just a double whammy. Yeah, that's probably very likely, if I'm being honest. But I, I think this notion that teams aren't willing to be petty and maybe they're not willing to absolutely tank their value, but they are definitely willing to do things out of spite of players. Can you can you name me an example of when that happened? Off the top of my head, no, but I'm sure there's an example. I cannot think of anything even close to that in the modern NBA. Because the goal at the end of the day is what? To win. You don't do that by being petty. You do that by getting the best value out of the assets you have. Your job... You don't always get the best value out of the assets you have. No, but your job is to chase the best assets always be trying and you don't do that you don't put people in the seats i will say right there are under there, are, there is inaction because of that and yeah, i guess you could argue to get maximum value like james harden still being on the 76ers so i saw i don't have the tweet pulled up but when you mentioned that it was i think it was kevin garnett mm-hmm. and i i would google it right now but it was basically it was talking about James Harden and how I'm paraphrasing here. So bear with me. It was basically, he was being a baby and that no matter how good you are, you only get so much wiggle room in the NBA. And after a certain point, teams are sick of your crap and that's it. You're done. I've been saying that for a while that I think that that's where we're at with James Harden because nobody wants to trade for him and just be the next team that he shows up to practice in a fat suit because things aren't going his way. Doesn't so he, I, doesn't he have a team specifically? I think it's the Houston Rockets, but yeah. So, but that's weird because he asked for a trade away. Right, but that was a different GM staff. So that's the thing. I don't think you just request a trade to a specific location without at least having some contact with someone from that organization. So 
I, it's about James Harden. Did mm-hmm. you all see what he had at his party the other day? No. Okay. He so he was in the club, right? You know yeah. how James Harden is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had a big sign that says Daryl Morey is a liar. Yes, in China, if I'm not mistaken. China. Was it in China or Japan or something like that? I don't think so. <laughs> not from what I can see oh. here. So anyway, he's calling out the head of the 76ers organization. Yes. So, Kevin Garnett, what he said. <clears throat> what he said was when you wiggle way when you wiggle your way out, you only got one or two wiggles. You ain't got infinite wiggles. When you're young and hot, they put up with everything. When you're old and have one foot out the door, they're like, keep acting like that. James Harden is not MVP James Harden anymore. Correct. He, he doesn't have the same pull. So if... The 76ers could be content just to let his contract expire because they're not going to get the value they want for him or whatever. Maybe this is an example of a team being petty. And then he's going to get a contract that's way under what he's currently getting because... He's not that same player, and he's not showing he's that same player. If you know you're not going to get the value for him, why not just trade him anyways? Get something out of him. Like the Kyrie deal. Yeah, just get something. Something's better than nothing. Right. Make him Um, a problem, you know? Recover as much as you can from the... So the problem, the problem, the problem is... You have to find a team willing to take on his contract and that has the assets to flip back, right? Because we live in a salary cap world. It has to work. And James Harden's contract, hold on. He is currently being paid 20 or 34,000 a year. So 34,000? 300, yeah. 30 34 million, shut up. Uh <laughs> So let's look at the current cap situation of the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, just send them to the Trailblazers. But they have... Anyways. But then they're just going to flip him anyway, and maybe they don't even want to deal with it because then they have to find someone that can take on his salary. Because James Harden will still win you games. So they are currently... I, I need... Why is there not totals? Why do we not have totals? Um, so their salary cap is 136 million. They are spending 176. That is 61 million over the salary cap. That's a lot of money they have to bring back or get rid of in order to make the trade work. So at a certain point, it's just not a viable method. Like You can't just trade him just because you don't want him anymore. You have to find a team willing to do it that has the contracts to make it work. I don't know. If that was me, I'm just, I'm just cutting my losses, getting what I can, and moving on. I mean, I, I would do the same, but in a salary cap world, that's not realistic. 
Yeah. There are. I mean, there's only issues two that are above salary. Um. So moving to the Milwaukee Bucks because we didn't talk about that. How do you like the fit of Damian Lillard alongside Giannis? I perfect. adore it. It's perfect. It is the perfect pairing. Came out of nowhere, but perfect. I don't think it necessarily came out of nowhere. It was like surprising just because I thought the Heat were a done deal. I figured no matter what, like because Dame's agent was being so slimy, I thought there was no way another team would be able to get in and was willing to. Um, yeah, I I expected the Raptors. Really? Mm-hmm. A- Angela, you are like really quiet. Oh, yep, my mic. <laughs> yeah, because like, is that better? The, yeah, that's much better. Even okay. the morning of the trade, it Raptors were the clear-cut front runner. That's what all the reports were saying, and then I got the message that the Bucks traded, and I yeah, and it was it was Cameron that broke it for us. I know. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Well, so. you definitely thought that because what you pulled up for a trade. It was yeah, like, it was it was like a Bucks meet. fan fiction website almost, and I was like, "Is this your trade?" <laughs> it was, an, I mean, it was basically no, it because like it said, like the Suns got Drew Holiday, and like it wasn't that far off, quite honestly. No, it, it wasn't was that just, far off. It was just it, was it was just a few pieces removed. So. <clears throat> So, so, how does this impact Dame moving forward? Because I have a few solid opinions on this, I guess. Are, are we talking, like, legacy or, yes. like... So, it depends. It really depends. If he wins a ring, I, I think it's justified. If he finishes his career without a ring, then I think it does taint it a little bit. Interesting. Okay. Because you can have one of two things. If you're loyal to a franchise, you can say whatever you want about it. There is something to be said about that. Like John Stockton and Carl Malone, like we don't we do not respect Carl Malone for a lot of things, but we respect the time with the Jazz. Reggie Miller, we respect the time with the Pacers. Never won it, but we respect it. He didn't ring chase. If you are a player that has dedicated your time to a city, to a team, whatever, and you're constantly going on about how loyal to that franchise you are, and then you ring chase and you don't win a ring, that has more negative impact than staying with that franchise and never winning a ring. I think that's a fair fair assessment. But here's the thing. You can only deal with, like how bad your organization is run for so long. Like. I don't think they're ran bad. They're ran. It's a small market team. We, I feel robbed from the simple sense that one Dame is never surpassing. Steph. No, absolutely not. But that's not, that's that's completely unfair. 
is it completely unfair? Is Dame's game really that much worse than Steph's game? No, it's exactly. not about. <laughs> so unless Dame plans on what I, I think even if Dame won the next five rings in a row, he would not have passed Steph. And I think that has nothing to do with loyalty. I think that has everything to do with the fact that we've been robbed of matchups like watching Steph and Dame go at it continually in the playoffs. And whether you want to agree with it or not, that is completely on the Portland Trailblazers brass. It's just... Dame, like, to say that their games are close, I get it. Like, how they play is very similar. (laughs) But regardless of rings, okay, did Steph Curry transcend the game of basketball? Yes. Absolutely. Did Damian Lillard? No. Could Damian Lillard? Steph Curry did it before he won a ring. Did he? Yes. Did he? Absolutely. I don't know how much pickup you were playing, like, in those early years when he was shooting. Like, when he got the green light to pull half-court shots, that was... All you like, you didn't see kids shouting Kobe at the park anymore. You didn't see like people doing LeBron celebrations. All you were seeing were Curry jerseys. Like, he completely changed the game of basketball. Could Damian Lillard have done it? Yeah, probably, but not to the same extent. I don't think, like, because oh, Curry's no, 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 because if you're arguing that they're Play styles are similar, which, uh, yes, they are. Personality-wise, who has more charisma? It's Steph Curry. He was going to be that person. It didn't matter if they were winning or not. Everyone loves Steph. Everyone wanted to see Steph win. I mean, just think about it from this aspect. Like, Damian Lillard has the deep pull-up threes, and he also dunks it more prolifically than Steph ever did. So I yeah, think not, like, as far as potential goes to go ahead. But Steph has those ridiculous signature layups, those high arcing shots. Yeah. Like touching the top of the backboard. Like yeah, he's not as much of a dunker as Dan, but he still finishes at the rim pretty well. Right, but that's kind of my whole argument is Dame's game was probably a little bit better to change the FBA because it was flashier and more entertaining. No, I I still think that Steph is a better shot creator um, and hits more of those circus shots. Dame is more clutch. Well, they're both pretty clutch. Dame but, has more signature moments as far as ending. Yeah, it, which is crazy to think about Dame. because we didn't get to see Dame that much. But he but, has more signature closeout. But that, that's also because Steph didn't let it get to those situations very often. Because Steph's team was better and put him in those positions to win. I there's very few seasons that compare to Steph 2017. You can say whatever you want about the Golden State Warriors, but Steph Curry was that guy. Yeah. 
Are you saying Dame I, Lillard couldn't be that guy? We never saw it. We yeah. saw him score a bunch, sure. Yeah, but th- so this goes back to my argument with KG. What is the the bar for being called the best player in the NBA or in the world in a given season? And then you have time? to have you have to have that exposure. I think because once you get so high, the numbers look really similar. I don't think it's necessarily the same exposure that you're talking about, though. Is it not? I think that you're so. This is what we were. This this is a constant argument in the group chat. It, you think that the start and end of it is rings and playoff appearances, and it's not. It's we we live in an era of social media, right? It's the TikTok clip. It's the Instagram reel. It's what's flashy in the moment. Um, and again, Steph has the charisma to like. He hits the shot. He dances. Dame does the stone face. I've been here a million times, which great. I respect that. But that's not what gets you the views. It gets you the views from the NBA fans. He literally waved off the thunder. That's but I get it. I totally get what you're saying, but you're not getting what I'm saying. Dame Lillard doesn't celebrate. He doesn't. He does the old, I've been here a million times, I've hit this shot a million times, and he has, and that's great and awesome and amazing. That's not viral. That's not what pushes you. That's not what transcends the game of basketball. Austin, what's your take on this? Do you think uh, doing the, uh, doing the, the whatever it is Steph does, the this is over, the bye-bye? The night night. <laughs> the night night. Yeah, there there it is. The night night is the night night. The reason that Steph transcended the game of basketball, Austin. His night night. The reason? No. I don't even think I even hinted at that. What? I'm saying his charisma in general. The fact that like when he hits that three, he's happy about it. He enjoys it. He loves the game of basketball. You can tell that. Oh, he's definitely charismatic. There's nothing you can say about that. Yeah, I'm not arguing Steph isn't charismatic. No, I'm saying that in the social media age, in the instant gratification age, right? Like, what's going to get you... Like, if you have two clips side-by-side that are eerily similar, right? A half-court buzzer beater. right? Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry both can hit that, right? Yep. Yep. Which one is going to go viral? The one where the guy just stands there and acts like he's done it a million times? Or the one where... He's jumping around and, like, doing little shimmies on the sideline. It, it's the one that's more energetic and engaged. It's the one who does it in the bigger moment. No, for for us, yes. I'm talking for the average, I know you hate the word, but the casual NBA fan, the one that watches ESPN highlights and that's it. They don't tune into games. They don't, like, they couldn't tell you who a bench player on the Sacramento Kings are. They just they they scroll through social media and they see the highlights. Which one are they gonna like? It's the one that's the most exciting, the one that has the most energy in it. Humans are very simple creatures, Angelo. <laughs> and that's what I mean by transcending the game. Like both of them, yes, they have similar play styles. But one of them was always going to transcend the game. 
Steph Curry literally changed the NBA. Could Damian Lillard have done it? That's a game of what-ifs, and that's infinite. Because I could say any player that can shoot the three well could have changed the game. They didn't, though. There's something Steph Curry has that those other players don't have. Steph Curry is the best-selling jersey in the NBA for a reason. That's in a time with LeBron James. He transcended the game. It's, it's not because they won, because this started before they won. How are we talking about Steph Curry when we're talking about Damian Lillard? How did we get here? What a segue. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going back to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, does, does this change your, because have we done way too soon predictions yet? Yes. If yeah, I'm not mistaken, I actually even had Milwaukee going to the end. So, huzzah, I guess. So, I think, I think I had the Celtics, and I think I'm still going to keep the Celtics, but this Ooh. does move the needle for me. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Um, just because I think the Celtics have more weapons overall, offensively and defensively. Um, this does get the Bucks very, very close. If like if, if I'm wrong, I, I accept it. Like I'm not gonna defend it at all. Like they have the ability to do it, but I don't think it moves my prediction much. Um assuming everyone's healthy, then yeah, it's, I got I still I'm still going Milwaukee. Assuming both teams are healthy. If you're telling uh, me that like Tatum is out of the series, of course. I got Milwaukee. If you're telling me Dame's out for the series, of course I'm going to go Boston. It's yeah, no, no. We we assume perfect health. Yeah. Austin, does the Dame trade change your predictions at all? I don't remember what my prediction was. I feel like well, I went Celtics with you. Yeah, I think you and I went Celtics. Um. I st- I think I still like the Porzingis trade too much to, yeah, to shift off the Celtics. But the thing, I, I'm, I'm the... going to do the run thing here. If the Bucks win, <laughs> I'm not surprised. No, it's not. Have the courage of your convictions. No, because I'm fully committed to the. Like I admit, I'm wrong. If these Bucks win, like 100, percent I was wrong. But I'm not going to disrespect them and say that, oh, my God, I'm so shocked. No, like, they're, they're a good team. They're a great team. I'm not saying this is not like a get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying they're a very, very good team. Honestly, between the two, I don't think it's a wrong answer. This isn't like I'm saying, oh, the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. If the Heat win, I accept it. No, no, no. This is two teams that are very, very, very good. What this? What did? What did Jimmy Butler do to get this? The, this catch the stray, like. Uh, to, to, today it was the fact that he was sitting in his Bugatti whining about gas prices. Did you see how much that? He, by the way, he got the most expensive gas. But fifty-three dollars. Yeah, it's so, ten miles a gallon. Yeah. You don't, like, don't try to defend this. <laughs> when you make that decision, you don't get to whine about it. Get a fuel-efficient car. Go get a Tesla. 
Don't <laughs> that's what that. he said he was going to do. That's what he said. He said, I'm going to Yeah, electric. that's what he said he was going to do he's in the not, video, he's buddy. Not, he's not going to because that's not a luxury car. It's $69,000 compared to $1.53 million. Which one is flexing your cash? Because that's all he cares about. Hmm. And he's just whining to whine. That's why he was doing the crap about the heat or the buck should be investigated for tampering when he was himself tampering. Quit being a baby. That's Jimmy Butler. He's he's kind of immature. Angela, I'm disappointed. You said we were going to argue today, and we didn't. No, not really. I'm actually. I know it. Like when I'm when I'm just on like hitting every bullet point, he can't even argue with it. That's what are you talking about? I mean, you didn't. That's not necessarily true. You, I mean, you didn't argue at all. You, the only thing you argued about was Dame versus Steph. Well, yeah, because his over, because that's how it, it looks. Oh, his overarching career—that's what I look at. So I think I think the lesson that if you're an inspire aspiring NBA player to take from this is, um, don't listen to Ren. Despite what he'll tell you, you don't want to be in league with John Stockton or Carl Malone. You want to be viewed as better than that, and. If you say that you're going to do that, be with the whole team, and you realize this is for the birds and you change your mind, just realize then now you have to win a championship even though you've wasted the prime years of your career in a dumpster fire organization. But you requested a trade because you couldn't stand the dumpster fire anymore. So now, now you have to win. So let me me ask you a question, Angela. Would you rather be John Stockton and have John Stockton's career records, history, legacy, or would you rather have Magnus Madsen's? Would you please compare apples to apples and actually pick a guy on a team that didn't win a championship versus a guy on a team that did? No, this not, is a not a question. guy, the guy. You're comparing the guy to a guys. Compare. Would I rather have John Stockton's career? Or Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. So we're 20 years down the road. Probably longer. When did John Stockton retire? And he's still considered one of the... Honestly, you kind of look like his son. (laughs) Have you seen his son? You look like him. Okay, anyway. (laughs) We're 20 (laughs) plus years out from John Stockton's career, and we're still talking about him. He never won a ring. That's legacy. <laughs> hey. If you can get bashed on for not winning the ring, that's like Only one team can win the ring every year, Angelo. I'm not going to hold it. it I'm not going to hold it against someone who's very very good and never won a ring. Okay, so where's the uh, John Stockton top 10 debate? Then, please. Top 10 what? Player. Oh, he's not in the top 10 players. Okay, why? You just you just said it yourself. He's not good enough. Oh. You want to go positionally? Enough. He didn't no, win he, enough. No, he doesn't have the he's... talent to be up there. Stop it. 
to Steph Curry up there? Yes. Top ten. Yes. All time. He's at least he's at least in the discussion. Yes. In the discussion, sure, I'll give you that. But John Stockton's not. I don't even think about him. That's what I. John Stockton's probably in the top thirty discussion. Did you say John Stockton's the best point guard? No, he's in the discussion for the best point guard. There's really five guys. But don't worry. The gap, he's in the discussion for one of the best point guards, but don't worry. The gap between Steph Curry and John Stockton all time is 20 spots. Yeah. Bare minimum. Don't worry. That's my point. Stuff like this is, is exactly my point. So from Angelo's perspective, Mario Chalmers is a better point guard than John Stockton. Was he the guy on the Miami Heat? No! Stop doing that! Start comparing people who won to people who didn't when they were the guy on their team. Start doing that. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is LeBron James wasn't good enough to win. He had to go play with guys to win. Because LeBron couldn't win as the guy on his team. He had to go play with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He was the guy on the Heats. But then why did he leave the Cavs? He was the guy. Or are, are we acknowledging that basketball is a team sport and that we can't undermine the contributions of the whole team? Because that's what you're doing. Which one is it, Angela? Speechless. He sounds like he's having issues. He might be having technical issues, but I'm going to say it's because he doesn't have a response because there's not one. He does this all the time where it's it only matters if he's the guy, the guy on the team. That's it doesn't matter any other way. That's just not how it works. Only one team can win every year. We don't disparage the ones that don't win just because they didn't win because there's 500-something NBA players every year. Only 14 of them are going to get a ring. So, LeBron mm-hmm. never wins a ring, ever. Right. Is he still in contention for GOAT? If he has the same production, yeah. Angela's mic's making a lot of interesting noises. Yeah, it is. It's kind of I, fun. I, it's very odd. I'm hoping the recording doesn't pick up all of it. Um, but LeBron's performance or rings are how to phrase it. Like a a career is defined by the moments, one hundred percent. What bigger moment but, than winning the finals? But awards are complementary on top of that career, right? So if a player breaks the all-time scoring record, it's safe to assume they're probably going to have won a few rings en route to that, correct? Not necessarily. All right, I think that's... All right, we're good. Okay, so, Angela, did you hear what I just said, Angela? No. Okay. Your mic's really quiet. Yeah, you're really quiet. Oh, crap. Can you hear me talking though? Yes, I can hear you talking. Okay, your mic's better. So, so a career is defined by moments, and yes, as Austin just said, winning a ring is a big moment. It's probably it is the biggest. It's the moment. Yes. But let's let's do a hypothetical here, okay? 
So if a player is to break an all-time scoring record, right, they're going to set the record for most points scored in a season, or most points scored oh. in a career, correct? Sure. It, it's safe to assume they're going to win a ring, at least one ring during that time frame, correct? Mm. Hopefully. I mean, it's a pretty safe bet. Like that, that's it? an, It's an insurmountable achievement. If they don't win a ring, they still outscored everyone that's ever played the game. So then why is Carl Malone not viewed higher? If I had to guess, and this is just a theory, I'm just shots in the dark here. Shots in the dark. Because this Uh, is my point. Because he had a sexual attraction to minors? Exactly. So here's what? the problem. So here's the problem with valuing the individual awards. No, I'm no, I'm being serious. Here's the issue: they are contingent on the player that breaks them to stay clean and to be on the up and up. Barry Bonds is the home run leader, and you can say what you want about baseball being a different sport. That is the most impressive record in the sport of baseball and the one everyone cares about. And no one wants to talk about that record because of what Barry Bonds did. You can say what you want. The record is contingent on the player. The rings, unless you're in the NCAA are not. So let's hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. So what you're saying, Carl Malone wins three rings. Are we viewing him positively? No. We're not viewing him positively, but we're still viewing him higher than he is now. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so, because he is, because of what he did, he is the butt of jokes in the NBA. Like, that's, that's a, you want to talk about baseball, steroids, like, regardless of how you feel about them, if they're against the rules, they use them that record they weren't against the rules at the time that's what makes that situation true i I feel like they always were kind of but they really weren't even if it wasn't on the like that's just an obvious don't do it thing but that's one of those things that they're like you know we didn't think we had to tell you right um i mean if it wasn't part of the rules then that's their fault for not thinking it through Exactly. You can't create a rule set that's like, okay, we're going to go by this and then change it just because you want to. So, but you can't minimize the efforts of the players before because you decide, hmm, let's pass this rule now. You have to like adjust so, for the. So, let's. <laughs> So this is going test, to this is this is going to an extreme. For steroids in baseball until 2003. They did not test, but were they allowed? Until 1991. But they were allowed. They were explicitly allowed. Until 1991. They were approved by the MLB to be used. There was no anti-drug abuse act until 1991 in baseball. Okay, so what you're doing is you're taking two separate statements and twisting them up to make them say the same thing and they don't if it's not against the rules are you telling me that if they're a competitive advantage that the players are not going to do it and if that's the case why in that era did a vast majority of players use them 
again. Were they allowed by the MLB? Could if you go to an banned, in, could you hold on? If could you're you not go banned? Then yes, you are allowed. Could you go to an MLB doctor and say I want steroids and get them? That I don't know the answer to that question, so I'm not gonna That's that's what I'm saying. Like just because something is not forbidden does not mean it's accepted. Right? So but let's if the say vast let's, majority let's, of players let's, hold on, let's the vast let's, majority of players do it, then is it accepted? Let's take it to an extreme here. I'm I'm not saying this is similar. I'm just I'm I'm doing it to make a point. If the MLB does not have a policy against drunk driving, does that mean they're okay with drunk driving? It doesn't mean they're okay with drunk driving, but it also doesn't mean they're they're going to be penalized for it if there's no rule in place or no code of but conduct. That's what I'm saying. Just because there wasn't a rule in place does not mean it's okay. Does not mean that it's okay forever. And I don't have a problem with the MLB kind of saying, "Hey, you know what? This is out of control. We're putting a stop to it." Yeah, that's fine. They, they yeah, that's fine. Thing. They said it's out of control. Like it's out of control. We need to control it. But, but you, you penalize can't mitigate yeah. the legacy of players that it you was can't. allowed under. You, Which they I have. mean. You you kind of can. I mean, that's kind of hypocritical. It, it's not. It really is. No, no, no. That's... Because you're not you're not talking about a rule change, okay? You're talking about the difference in, like, if in basketball from 1994 to 1998 you could punch the ball handler in the face, the steal numbers are going to be a little bit higher during that period, correct? Because you're decking people. Sure. If the league comes out and says, hey, you know what? We're not going to let that happen anymore. They can't, in good faith, say, okay, we're going to acknowledge that time period where we were letting you all punch each other in the face as valid because the steel numbers are going to be extremely different in those time periods before and after that. And we're acknowledging that this period, this is a flawed, broken system. We shouldn't have... So then is this not an argument for me and not you if you have to then say your re- your top guy who played under the rule set at the time doesn't get to have the record now? It can just get taken away from you. That makes it less valuable, my dude. I'm sorry. Whether you want to agree with it or not, it makes it less valuable. you're not talking about a rule change. You're talking about physiologically changing the players. This isn't just a rule change. <laughs> This is something that if you take it and you don't exercise, you're going to put on like 10 pounds of muscle just from the hell of it. And I don't know how much into like fitness y'all are. That's a lot. That is a lot. So we're not talking about, oh, you corked your bat versus uncorked bats. We're not talking about a rule change. We're talking about the physiological change of the average player. That's a completely different game being played. Do I think steroids should be allowed in sports? I I honestly don't care. But as long as we're under the docket that they're not allowed, that's what we have to go with, is what was the record without them? Because you're not talking about a rule change. You're talking about a complete physiological difference. So, so Austin, do you agree that that argument makes his argument of the individual stats being more important, or the individual accomplishments being more important kind of false? I'm not going to lie. I was thinking on my own point. I wasn't listening to that last Go ahead. Then go ahead. What's your own point? Sorry. So it's going with what Ren was talking about with the steel thing. Like if you, you know, if you allow punches and steals goes up, 
Yep. So you were talking about the scoring record, Ren, right? Right. That, you know, LeBron getting the scoring record is a big deal. Three point. That's exactly what I was going to go with. The three point. LeBron has 2,261 career three points made. Right. So that is roughly 2,261 points mm-hmm. extra that he is getting over Kareem. Yep. Right. So, so is he not LeBron's the not at that number. If you, no, want but... to compare, if you want to say under steroids, Barry Bonds did all of this, that's great. But as soon as we say, okay, the game's changed, we're not allowing steroids, you have to still acknowledge Barry Bonds or it doesn't exactly. work. Exactly. No, but I... And it makes the record I, less important. No, but Because now I mean, LeBron, because I didn't realize this, LeBron's record means less to me now. Thank you. Because Kareem had to do all of that making twos. Yep. LeBron had oh. threes to give him an extra 2,000 points. Now you so let's, let, let's... Again, like I said, we're not talking about a rule change. I, I, I said that a lot in the last point. I'm not talking about changing the rules. I'm not talking about saying that hitting the wall now counts as a home run, which would be comparable to the three-point line. I'm talking about using performance-enhancing drugs. That's completely different to a, it's a culture change. Thing. It was now, a culture thing. Steroids were a culture. Like, it was yep. used in basketball. Three-point is now the culture of the NBA. We, it was used in baseball, sorry. Three-point yep. is now the culture of the NBA. They're yep. the same thing if you think about it. I don't agree at all on them being the same thing i i don't at all because one of them impacts the way the game is played one of them impacts how the game is played isn't that the same thing no like if you want to be myopic yeah absolutely it's the same because all that matters from that point of view is the data the numbers the three-point change okay it's still an even playing field. I can go hit a three, you can go hit a three, right? Yes. So if you want to argue that is LeBron's record less valid because he could hit three, sure, whatever, but that's not what I'm talking about. If you have a player that goes out there and wants to play baseball and doesn't want to inject him with something that's potentially going to kill him when he's 40 years old against a guy that is going to inject himself with that, you have inflated numbers from that player compared to that player. It's not an even playing field. But it's not like... <sighs> Angelo, correct I... me if I'm wrong, because baseball is my weakness. It's Everyone not doing how it. much... No, it's not how much... It's not like he's being compared to someone else. It was just base stats. It's just he got so many home runs in this time. It's not right. like he got so many more than someone else. But... Hey, here's the, here, here's my question. To get the record. If Barry Bonds did not have steroids, would he have broken that record? That's, that's a good question. question. We don't know. That's that's it, the it, same thing, the thing of that's the same that honestly that's on par with the same question of what if Dame had a, a functional organization and would he be transcending the NBA if Steph didn't? That you're you're once again playing what ifs that you just disregarded earlier in the episode. No, I'm asking a question because I'm trying to. He could have. He could have. You're ta- you're talking about like Barry Bonds wasn't a power hitter before he took steroids. He absolutely still was. But, but was he going to hit an all-time record? That's the question. 
because steroids do, steroids do a lot more for you than just make you stronger. It's the recovery, yes. It's the recovery. It's the ability to go game to game. It's the ability to keep energy levels up. That's why we have to view that through a lens. That's not the same thing as, oh, we added a three-point line. Oh, we added a four-point line this season. Those are rule changes to the way the game is played. But so What you're talking about is, no, no, it's, steroids are not a change to how the game is played. It's a physiological change. It's not just saying... They go hand in hand. They don't. They don't at all. Because again, oh, here, it, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down to like the most bare minimum that because I think me and Austin are seeing this the same way. You just said Barry Bonds hit X amount of more home runs because he took steroids, which allowed him to get the home run record. But you're also saying LeBron James hitting X more threes to get the points record isn't the same, and and it, Austin views that as the same. Is that not correct? For me, yes. Okay. The difference is LeBron James is shooting a three-pointer. He is staying within the rules, within the confines of who LeBron James is. So was Barry Bonds at the time. He was not. He was not staying within the confines of who Barry Bonds is as an athlete. He was who is Barry Bonds on steroids. But it, then it's who is this person on steroids and this person, this person, and the whole, most of the, I mean, correct me wrong, Angelo, most of the MLB was using this. It wasn't yes. like it was just Barry going, you know, yes, doping up and going crazy. Me and Cameron had this discussion. Barry Bonds looked closer to a top end player using steroids, but without using steroids after it was just unfair. It just brought Barry more in line with who he actually was compared to the rest of the MLB. Or he was just better at hiding the fact that he was on steroids. There's ways to get around it. Um, they weren't tested until 2003, so you could be right. Like, and that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, we're we're comparing a rule change to how the game is played to using something that someone should not be using. But if the rest of the league is using it, is it not just playing on par with what you're against? Let's be real. Not we understand the moral argument. You shouldn't be using it. Yes. Yes. But no. they are. So it's... You have to adjust for that. You play who's in front of you. That's, yeah. that's just how that works. But what I'm saying... <laughs> and what we're, we're, we're ignoring... What's the record behind Barry Bonds? What's the first person that we know for sure is not on steroids? Or Hank we Aaron. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. He's, how, he's, how, he's technically second in home runs all time. So, so how far behind Barry Bonds is Hank Aaron? I will look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's a few hundred. Like a hundred. You have it? Okay. Well, it says Barry Bonds is 762 career. Yep. Hank Aaron is Six. 755. Oh, so it's okay. only like 20. Oh. Yeah. So Seven. we're talking about Seven. a guy that was juiced up to hit his home runs and a guy that's not, and it's not that big of a gap. And you're going to tell me that the guy that was on steroids is that guy without the steroids? Yes. Seriously, you think that... Okay. <laughs> 
This isn't a baseball podcast. I'm not getting into it. But yeah, I'm just saying, like you also said that the steroids also hurt yourself long term. Maybe Barry Bonds plays in the MLB longer. And actually, he probably does because the reason no team wanted him at the end was because of the scandal. So he probably okay, so does. Let's, so so let's... that's the thing with the playing with the what ifs. You don't know how you know how one scenario ended. You don't know how the other one would have so ended. So how how far past Kareem is LeBron right now in points? Probably if, how far is LeBron? Probably yeah, how far how maybe far a thousand at most. I'm looking it up. LeBron's currently at thirty-eight thousand six hundred and fifty-two. And Kareem is thirty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-seven. So two hundred and something. Okay, so how many three pointers did LeBron make? Two thousand two hundred and sixty-one. Okay, so my brain isn't working. It's just two thousand two hundred and sixty-one. How many points? Is that two thousand off without the threes? Yeah, I'm just converting those made three twos. into twos. Okay, so, so you're already doing the math. 20. Yep. So how far behind Kareem is he if those are counted as twos? Let me look up Jordan his stuff again. Not Jordan. LeBron points three eight six five two three eight six five two minus two two six one minus. <laughs> We're doing math here on no reserves tonight. This is why we have a teacher on on the yeah, payroll. <laughs> One thousand nine hundred and ninety-six behind. Behind. So two thousand threes, which if we counted them as one point each, would be two thousand. But if we count them as two points, it's 5,000 behind. That math doesn't work for me, Austin. What? What are you saying? Yeah, he's, if he's you saying count, he's like 1,000 behind. Angela, didn't you're on track, say, right? Yeah. Didn't he just say he was 5,000 behind? No. No, no he did 2, not. 2,000. Yeah. 1,996. Oh, I heard 5,000. Oh. Yeah, so he's about 2,000 behind. But that, I think, I think, I think this is going. Off, I think this one has gone off the rails, and we need to go yeah, out. This, this <laughs> so, so yes, you can. I guess you, if you want to play the what ifs, which you were against earlier in the episode, Barry Bonds wouldn't have got. Well, potentially wouldn't have gotten it. You don't know how that would have played out, and LeBron wouldn't have the record right now if threes weren't counted. That's not. That's not true. That's not true at all. He. LeBron James wouldn't have the record. No, if, if we're, if, if we're going to play a game of what ifs, how many threes did LeBron miss because he took a three because a three was an option? Oh my God. If you're I mean, playing a game of what ifs, you, you, you have to factor in the fact that he would be shooting more inside in that case. Like, if you're going to play a game of what ifs, you have to go all the way. Um, regardless. But you don't know if they would have been mates, so. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Regardless, how did we, how did we even go off on this? Thing? Because I we're discussing, we're just dis- so we're talking about the fact that Dame. Oh yeah, Dame. Yeah, Dame. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, Dame, that guy. If, if, if Dame <laughs> left the Trailblazers after talking about how loyal he is, 
and yeah. goes to the Bucks and never wins a ring in his career after demanding a trade. I say it hurts his legacy. Angelo says it doesn't. No, that's 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 just that's incorrect. That's what you. I say. I I am more against your whole philosophy of staying with the same team for your whole career is a plus. It's not. You 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 get out of there. You get your accolades. You be the best player you can be. Don't accept mediocrity. So That's I, my hope. I think for me the loyalty has shifted. I think because like the Mavs fan in me is like Dirk stayed through everything. Yep. Right. He did. Through the highs and the lows. Yep. Sure. But absolutely. At the end of the day, he did get the win, right? He got that championship. Dane is on a bad was on a bad organization. So, are we gonna say? Are we gonna sit here and in full honesty? Okay. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley's a bad NBA player. Is Charles Barkley? Do you think Charles Barkley would be viewed more favorably if he won a championship, even That's if it was in Houston? That's not. I'm not asking. About that is what. I, that is the whole thing I'm saying. You are not you you can say you get viewed more favorably if you stay from one team to the end, but that is not true. There is contingencies on that. I so disagree. What? I strongly what? disagree. Austin? Oh, Yay, well, nay. I I was thinking of my point again. What was the <laughs> question? Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all caught me off midstream. I was trying to remember what I was even going to say. So, Damian Lillard spent his entire career preaching how loyal he was to Rip City. Yes. And then he demands a trade. Yes. The question is, if he does not win a ring now that he has left the Trailblazers, does it hurt or help his legacy because he left a bad team? Again, if he does not win a ring... I say because he was so talking about how loyal he is, demands a trade, and then can't get it done, but it hurts his The legacy. reason he's like that is because so, of people like you saying that it'll be a net positive, and it's not. There are contingencies with being loyal, and winning a championship with that team is one of those contingencies, whether you agree with it or not. And yes, yes, Charles Barkley is viewed as a lesser player because he didn't get a championship to Phoenix. I'm sorry, but it's just true. We would be talking about him way more if he won a chip. I don't think so. So I, I think I'm in the middle of you two. I agree with Ren. I think his legacy would be hurt, but I don't think. I think I'm separating his legacy. Like my viewpoint on Damian Lillard as like a person, I think it would go down. Because he was supposed to be this loyal guy, right? That was his kind of basis for his beliefs. Right? I, will, I will get Trailblazers a win, right? Yep. If he doesn't do it, he didn't do it, right? He got traded. He's he failed. requested a trade specifically. Yes, he requested a trade. Mandated trade. Left. Yeah. Okay. His, he failed the Trailblazers. But sure. I don't think that affects his legacy as a player. Personally, like, yeah, Dame, you know, that was kind of a, you know, a bad thing to do. If you win somewhere else, great, good job. If you lose, you might as well have just stayed through and got and stayed loyal. That's what I'm saying. But if he, regardless of if he wins or loses, you can't deny Dame's legacy as a player. Does and that make sense? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is we, 
that you just spent you argued with me about this with the baseball thing. This is what I'm talking about. We don't like they're different things. The accolades are on top of the career. We don't say a player is bad because they don't win because only one team can win. A player is good or bad regardless of whether they win or lose. Gabe Vincent just almost won an NBA finals. That oh. doesn't make him a good player. Okay, I don't so care about the guy player, not the guy. Then what player in the top 100 would you argue is bad? Please. I mean that top 100 list was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty awful. No, I mean all time. <laughs> okay, top 75? Top 75? I wouldn't argue any of them are bad. They're okay. The top 75 players that, of all time, regardless of if they want a ring or not. John I'm Stockton's not saying, on that list. I'm not saying John Stockton's a bad player. I'm saying his career is viewed less favorably because he did not win that ring. And you can say that's is. wrong, and that's because of his talent, but no, if he wins that ring, even if you don't think he's as talented as someone like Steph Curry, if he won as many rings, they'd be neck and neck. You could say Steph's a little bit better, but he would be in that conversation with him. I don't. Regardless. Think so. What? You... I'm having a hard time understanding where I'm at on this side. Because <laughs> Ren says right. something, and I agree with Ren. Angel says something, and I was like, wait, no. I agree with that. So I'm so... just going to sit in the middle and just call it. <laughs> You value rings more than most people. Because for you, that's that's the be-all, end-all, right? It's ring or bust every year. That's why you play the games. And I get that. But that doesn't invalidate the process. That doesn't invalidate what it took to get to that spot. Not saying it invalidates it. I'm more or less saying, is the end goal not to be no, not to be viewed as the best player you could possibly be? And if you don't win a ring, can you say you did that? Even if you have to quote unquote ring chase to get there, like I think this notion of loyalty is just delusional. But it's not at all. It's it really is. Because it's contingent on you winning a championship with your team eventually. It's contingent on you being too good for them to trade you. And it's more, and it's a pretty bad relationship for the player because it's saying to the organization, hey, you can do whatever. You can make whatever crappy team you want to put in front of me, but I got to make chicken salad out of this. No. Oh, get out of here with that. If you're the play, go on. Sorry, no, no. You finish your point. Then I'll. If you're the player and you want to capitalize and be known as the best player you can possibly be in your sport, you want to work on your game and be talented and be the best player you can be. But you also need a good team to facilitate that. There's a reason Kobe potentially requested a trade twice, like. Let's not pretend like the people who stayed until the end were all this loyal and it wasn't also contingent on them winning as well. That That's my you, point. Do you have a rebuttal to that before I ask the question? No, go ahead and ask your question. Okay. So I'm ask, I'm not really like poking the bear. I'm just asking. When LeBron... Have you, you've been a Cavs fan all your life, right? Yes. When LeBron wasn't winning... Yes. Were you calling for him to leave? Yes. You wanted LeBron to leave? Yes. Okay. 
I was just trying to see. Yeah. So I, I, I did not burn the jersey. I did not do any of this extreme things the Cavs did. At the time when it happened, I said this is probably the best thing for his career. So again, but you're acknowledging that the burning of the jersey was it happened. Common, it was a common thing. It happened, yes. So what you're not acknowledging here is what I'm trying to say. Angelo values things differently than most people. Potentially. There's no potentially, and that's what I'm saying. Like when LeBron wasn't winning on the Cavs, were you like, oh man, he's a bust? He's the, the guy, but he's not winning. He's a bust. No, he, he was mean, a fringe. Check the report. It's hard to say. It, it, check the Bleacher Report. <laughs> check the Bleacher Report. <laughs> uh, um, and that's what I'm saying is you view things differently than most people, and that's completely fine. But what I'm telling you is I don't think to the average person the ring is the end all of careers. It's important. It's very important. It's why we play the game. I get that. Thank you. But at I the think, end of I a think career. Even if, even if you're going to stay with one organization, yes, the ring is the be all end all. I'll. I, I'm okay. Gonna... Okay. Let's, 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 let's take a step back. How do you view Kevin Durant? I, as far How do you view as. Kevin Durant? I don't know. He's won a ring now. He was the guy. He won the ring. Was he the guy, though? He was the guy. Was he? He was the guy. Was he, though? You can keep saying that. St- it was still Steph Curry's team, regardless of... He was <laughs> the 1A, 1B. That's yeah, not the guy. The 1B. Yeah, he was the 1B. That's not the guy. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. But is he now, like, is his career validated to you? Because he won a ring. Regardless of everything else, the scoring titles, the MVP, that none of that matters. But now that he's got a ring, it matters. Even though he went he to the team the that went seventy-three and nine to do it, and he did it, and he wasn't the guy. It wasn't his. That's team. not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking you. But that's his... that's the thing, dude. Okay, so 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 just to clarify, Clay Thompson's career is not validated because he wasn't the guy. Kyrie Irving's career is not validated because he wasn't I, the guy. I, those it's, it's guys hard. aren't going to be viewed in the same light. Yeah, you're not comparing apples to apples. Exactly. If Thank you. Superstar potential goat. Art. To a... Is that not Kevin Durant? Well, you just. No, but you... what I'm specifically asking is, is Kevin Durant's career invalidated because he wasn't the guy, if you want to use that term? Kinda, he has yeah. the hardware. He has the titles. As far as where he could have been, absolutely. But why? Because he did he what did, was best for his career. He, no, 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 no. He what? No, he did was not. He because he wasn't the guy where he went. Was he on he, a team between Thunder and Warriors? No. No. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking he was. No, he could. He, so what you're saying is it would have been better for his career to stay loyal to the Thunder? If he would have won, sure. But he didn't. But he did go to the Warriors and win. So is that better for his career than staying loyal to the Thunder? It's debatable. It's better for his legacy. It is better for his legacy because we're still, at the end of the day, we are going to talk about him as the two-time NBA champ, even if he wasn't. And and I guess if you're a KD fan, you're going to argue he was the guy for those rings. But I think it's a huge debate. I don't think, because, and 
I think D Wade is a lot better for LeBron's career than Steph Curry is for KD's because there is no debate on those Miami teams because D Wade said for us to get to where we need to get to, LeBron had to be the guy. And he acknowledged LeBron was the guy. And then Ray Allen had to be the guy and we don't know. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Ray Allen doesn't have that three. Does LeBron win that ring? No. Stop it. I mean, if no one hits their shots, no one's going to win the ring. No, it's completely fair, but that's what I'm saying. We're focusing too much on the guy, being the guy. Basketball is a team sport. It's not played by one person. This is not 2K where you can dribble around and shoot up a shot. If we were just going by who has the best player on each team, that wouldn't be basketball. It's which team is the best, which team plays the best. But when you're talking, once again, once you get into the conversation of your overarching legacy, that stuff's ma- that stuff matters because we have to separate you from John Stockton. We have to separate you from Magic Johnson or Kareem or LeBron or MJ or however high you want to go. There has to be things to separate to those tiers. Right, and the you- individual accolades. No, yeah, the championships, the status. No, no, the, no the individual accolades. Because if Ray Allen does not hit that three, LeBron does not win that ring. If Kyrie Irving does not hit that three, LeBron does not win that ring because it's a team game. What LeBron is accountable for is the fact that LeBron set the scoring record. The fact that LeBron is but 40 I, years old. And the same still thing, performing. LeBron didn't set that record all by himself. He didn't no, have but the ball the individual, every single time scored. But he was the getting in, assists. But the individual accolades are what we judge a player on because a team performance is what wins a ring. We don't invalidate what a team does. We don't. Go ahead. We don't say that, oh, MJ won all those rings by himself. Like, MJ's. We kind of pretend like he did. No, we we ignore the other 10 years of his career where he didn't. Yes, we we do. No, we don't. 6 0? We don't don't say defensive player of the year first. We don't say eighth on the all time scoring record. We say 6 0. He was DPOY. Yes. Oh, what? You didn't know that? Oh, no, I thought I, I thought sure the individual didn't. accolades were the be all end all. I Stop sure it. didn't know that. <laughs> in those championships, in those playoff runs, he was the guy. He was the guy. The goat. Just like LeBron was the guy, but if Steve Kerr doesn't hit that shot. MJ doesn't win that ring. It's a team sport. We can focus on the guy. MJ gets the credit. MJ is the beneficiary of Steve Kerr hitting that shot, whether you want to agree with it or not. Steve Kerr's contribution was he got paid more the following season because he hit that shot. Everyone knows his name, so they want to pay the guy that just won a championship. That's your contribution if you're not the guy, essentially. You get more money for that status. But your legacy, okay. I mean, let me, winning a let me, ring, is contingent on you being the best player on that team. Right, 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 right. Totally agree. I'm trying to get you to see a point here. Good. Is the fact that MJ won a ring the reason he averaged 35 points a game? Austin didn't know that. Is the fact that MJ won a ring the reason he scored 35 points a game? 
is the reason LeBron James was the guy on a championship team. The reason he's the all-time scoring record holder. And neither no. of those things are going to be the first thing anyone brings up when they talk about MJ's legacy. I strongly disagree. Like, okay. people talk about his career in hindsight. Yes, but I'm not saying rings. I'm not, I'm not saying the rings. No, they say that because we're comparing him to LeBron. That's. They were saying the that bit. before LeBron was a thing. No, they weren't. Stop it. I wasn't born then. <laughs> um, I'm not say, I'm not sitting here and I don't want to get misconstrued. I'm not saying rings aren't important or the most important thing because they absolutely are. I'm saying we don't invalidate a player's career just because they didn't win a ring. We don't invalidate it. We don't put him as high as he probably deserves on an all-time yeah, that's list stupid. if he didn't win it. That's stupid. That, that, it's, so, it's exactly like Angelo said. Once you get to the cream of the crop, right, you got guys that are looking the exact mm-hmm. same on a sheet of paper. How do don't. you separate them? But you don't. That's. But overall, they do. But if you're comparing them to number of rings, that's stupid because they don't play against each other. There's got to be some way to filter it out. Right, their overall impact the on the game of are basketball. The best in the league look, at look, that okay, year. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna do this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do do do. Who is the best player in NBA history? I mean, it would have to. What do you mean by best player? Uh, no, I'm just. I'm asking. Like, I'm just throwing, throwing a, throwing a. An alley oop here. Who's the best player in NBA history? It has to be Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan, right? Uh, Angela, you muted your mic. The mic is still muted. Did Angela die? It, it's depends important. on who you ask. No, no, no. no. Is the I'm, universal answer. So, so we're just asking. I'm asking the average NBA fan. Okay, who's the best player? You say MJ, correct? MJ. If you ask the I'm average gonna, NBA fan. Okay. Yes. So we we we're stupid NBA fans, and we need a way to separate players. Correct. Who's the second best NBA player of all time? Depends on who you ask, but I'm pretty sure the most would be LeBron. Uh, Austin, would you agree? Yeah. Okay, so this is a loaded question. I'm just warning you now. This is <laughs> ready. Really, we couldn't tell. Who, who is the NBA's all-time leading PER? The player efficiency rating. The way that we judge how effective a player is. Who do you think that is? That depends on where you're pulling. If you're talking no, about no, no, one no. season, that is I'm, I'm talking all time. I'm talking no. I'm talking every season, their entire career, every season. Who's number one? No idea. Angelo, do you know? Nope. It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Who who's number two per all time, average season? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm done waiting. It's LeBron James. We have a metric that tells us this. We don't need to see that he won a ring, he didn't want a ring. We know who's good. You know who number 12 is? Charles Barkley. By that, by that logic, then Jimmy Butler is a top two small forward last season. Uh, let, me, let me scroll. Hold on. I'm looking all time. I'm still waiting to see Jimmy Butler. I said last season. We're going off one season? Oh, that's different. I'm talking all-time career because we're judging players on their career. Well, then who's this is, three? Uh, right now, it's Nikola Jokic. Which is fair right now, but by the end of his career, will he be there? Probably not. Um, because oh, when you a mean player because you tail off at the end of your career and your PER gets lower. No, because it's harder to maintain a high level of play. Be- because you tail off because your career is coming to. 
But what I'm saying is you're trying to say, oh, we have to have a way to separate these people. We have a way to do that. It's called statistics. They work. Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel and saying that... So you're oh, saying LeBron... these are not statistics? I'm saying that they're kind of irrelevant in no context. Because, again, we can say LeBron won that ring. But if Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, LeBron doesn't win that ring. That's why LeBron's ring count doesn't necessarily matter as much as we're saying. It's important, but it's not the be-all, end-all of where he ranks all-time. Where he ranks all-time is because of how good of a player he is. I'm not going to rank a player all-time because they win a lot. I'm going to rank a player all-time in terms of their talent because they're good. So let me ask you this. Hold on. You keep going. Let me figure out how I'm going to ask this question. Because if we're just saying rings, 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 that's all that matters. That's what defines a legacy. That's what defines a career. Without Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving, LeBron has two less rings. That doesn't change the fact that LeBron is the second best player of all time, or the first best, because their their PER is really close. But because he doesn't have those rings, we don't care. No, he's that talented regardless of if he has the rings or not. That's what annoys me is we disrespect players by saying, oh, they didn't win a ring. Their career doesn't matter as much. Or we look at it differently. No, we don't. We look at it as they were incredibly talented and never got over the hump. They played in a time where the greatest player of all time played. Only one team can win. Of how many years did John Stockton play with Michael Jordan? Granted, the Utah Jazz didn't make it to the playoffs every time, but you get what I'm saying. Like The 90s were star-loaded. Mm-hmm. Did you figure out how to ask your question yet? I, like, changed the question, but... <laughs> Still gone. So, and I may be completely whiffing here, right, and just mm-hmm. misunderstanding what you're saying, but you have always been a person that if someone puts up really good stats on a really bad team, you mitigate, right? You lessen you that. During the top 10 with Dame. Yeah, you lessen that. So if Curry drops 30 points on a 70-win team and Curry drops 30 points on a 20-win team, you hold the winning higher than if he was on a bad team. To an extent. No, not to an extent. You no, there's... there's... No, there's a okay. So let's go to. Like I said, I let, could let's... be misunderstanding. I'm just sorry. I had a coughing fit. So let's. We've been playing 2K a lot, okay. And for those of you interested, stick around towards the end of the episode. We're going to talk about some fun things. Um, cool. So let's compare. Let's let's say we're playing 2K. All right. This this happened recently. Yep. Okay. So. I'm our team's point guard, right? Yep. I shoot 7 for 8. The other team's point guard shoots 9 for 22. He put up more numbers, but he was chucking shots because his teammates couldn't score. He didn't give them the ball, whatever. Who had a better game? Depends on the If If we're just looking at... That's what I'm saying. If when you're just point two from three and you're 7 for 8 from when, two... When you're scoring 30-plus points on a bad team and you're the only one shooting shots, you're doing so at a pretty inefficient clip because you're getting doubled. So when I'm saying that someone has to put up points, I'm not saying Damian Lillard isn't that guy because Damian Lillard can score. I'm saying that 
he's shot chucking. He's putting up prayers, and yeah, maybe he's hitting them. But he's not winning. But they're so, artificially inflated <laughs> stats. What? They're artificially inflated stats, and you just said <laughs> winning is not the be-all, end-all, but you, then you just said he's not winning, so it doesn't matter. No, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's that in terms of like my personal rankings for players I would want on my team for that season, I want the winning players. That's nothing to do with their legacy or long-term career. So take over for a second. So, so, so if you get all of the good players on the winning teams, guess what you uh, guess what you get? The guys that won the rings versus the guys that didn't. Really? Yes. Who uh? Who who won this year in the NBA Finals? Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Um. Who who did we all did did we consensus put Jamal Murray as our number one point guard? Was Jamal Murray the best player on the Nuggets? Did did we consensus put him at the? So he, so do we put Nikola Jokic as the consensus top center? Okay. Um. Who was the runner up? Embiid. No, the runner up in the NBA Finals because MVP doesn't matter. Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Did we have as a consensus put Jimmy Butler as number one small forward? Or was that only one of us? That was only one of us because it was me. <laughs> right. When we're talking about what we value in ranking players, we weren't ranking them on talent. But we were ranking them on impact. To be fair, we were ranking their regular season. Well, we were also compare. We were ranking them. Yeah, you specifically didn't take the postseason into account, and I did. Yeah, and we were we had different rubrics for how we were judging them. Yes, but when I said like when I say like Dame put up shots, someone has to score. I'm not saying I'm invalidating Lillard. I'm not saying but that I'm not invalidating these players either. But you are because you're saying their but career doesn't matter as much. It's not viewed the same. It's not. That's, inval- that's, that's invalidating. That's, that's definitional invalidating. So then, saying, so then how saying, do you get from okay. 1 to 100, Ren? I yeah. do it based on the talent. If I were to Stop do... It. Yes. That's all that matters. How good at playing basketball are you? Because you can be the like best player in the NBA. Right? Who's the best player in the NBA right now? Nikola Jokic. Giannis. Oh. One of the two. I, I'm. Let, let's no, hold on. Let me. <laughs> Who's the best player over the last ten years? Because that's going to make more sense. Last ten years, it has to be LeBron. It has to be LeBron. Did LeBron win ten championships? No, yeah, because the best ten finals. But the best player there. doesn't. But the best player doesn't always win because this he isn't a. The- this is not a one v one tournament. We do not get to the playoffs and then one v one the best players. You can sit here and say the best guy or the guy on the best. But, that doesn't matter. But it does because the best players eventually win the championship because they're there because okay. they're the best player. Hold on, let's. LeBron got there ten times. Yes, he was going to win. Michael Jordan got there six times, regardless of he's if he's six and zero or three and three, he was going to win. 
There's a even if I don't like him as much, Jokic being huh. the best player on the NBA, he was going to get there with a healthy team eventually. You know what's interesting? So is Giannis. So what? Kevin Durant winning finals MVP two times in a row and not being the guy. Huh. It wasn't his team. Finals MVP is so rigged anyways. Mm. You're more, you're, once again, you're arguing for it. Side note, side note, this is interesting. This just happens. Uh, today is Kevin Durant's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, to bring that up. <laughs> happy birthday, KD. Good on yeah, you, Happy buddy. birthday, 1B. The, the, the guy on the Warriors. He's on the Suns, sir. Yeah, uh, he he was the guy on the Warriors. He was not. He's he's not the guy in the Suns either. Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> Angelo and I finally agree on something. He's not. That's D Book's team. All right, let's let's right. let's team up on Austin here now. No, it's not. I'm yeah, sorry. it is. No, it's not. No, so. I'm not saying rings aren't important. I'm not saying that in the slightest. I'm just saying if we only view rings as what matters and we're lessening a player's career and their talent because they didn't win a ring when basketball is a team sport. It is a team sport. Full stop. There is... is, So then do you disagree with where Charles Barkley is all-time or John Stockton? No, I I think they are, but I'm not the one... But where is, hold on, all time, let's look at NBA 75. Pulling it up. I'm pulling it up now. So 75th anniversary team. I'm going to pull it up on Wikipedia because it's probably better organized than. Yep, you are right. It's actually not organized at all. (laughs) I don't want alphabetical. I want... Is there a list? Uh, go to ESPN. ESPN, there we go. So let's see. Because we were not doing a podcast when this came out. Bill Sherman, blah, 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 blah. Anthony Davis, Mello, Rodman. I'm just going to go near the bottom. Yeah, I just went to the one. Michael, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Wilt, Bill, Bird, Duncan, Oscar, Kobe. Kobe is 10. See, I disagree. So Charles Barkley is 22, Carl Malone's 23, John Stockton is 24. So top 25. I agree with that. Do you agree with that? That he is the 24th best player of all time. I would have to see who the others are, but generally speaking, sure. But that's what I'm saying. Wait, where's Barkley? Where's Barkley? Barkley's 11, I thought. Or no, 22. Ele- I'm about to say 11's too damn high. Um, but that's... Oh, I just went right back. So, but top, so, uh, top, a top 25 player of all time. He never won a ring. That's fair. Because regardless of if he won a ring, in terms of talent, he's top 25 of all time. Why is he top 25 of all time? He never won a ring. It's because of his individual accolades, his individual performance. That's what we judge players on. Or that's what we should judge players on. So, is he above Dirk? 
I don't think so. I thought I saw no, Derek. No, Derek was 17. He's not yeah. above Duncan. No. I'm trying. KG? He's No. No, he's right behind KG. So is that not... So so he's below all the champion power forwards. Uh, he's above great. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, he's above Dwayne Wade. He's above Allen Iverson. He's above Scottie Pippen. He's above Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's above Steve Nash. He's above... I said depends on who's above and below. Mm. He's above Gary Payton. He's above Jason Kidd. He's above Bill Walton. Uh, he's above Ray Allen. He's above Wes Unseld. He's above Nate Thurmond. He's above James Harden. He's above Clyde the Glide. Does Harden have a ring? No, no right? No, okay. he doesn't. Absolutely not. He's above James Worthy. Elvin Hayes, Nate Archibald, Sam Jones, Paul Pierce. Those players have rings. Why aren't they higher? Oh, right, because we, we judge players by their talent. Those guys weren't the guys on the team. No, we we judged James Worthy was not the guy on his team. Was it not Magic at the time? That's... <laughs> Did they not win after his hiatus? I think they won after his hiatus. I'll have to double check. Hold on. I'm pretty confident in saying Ren's wrong here. <laughs> so yes, like like I have been saying, the thing like is, Kobe at 10 is a little too low. Yeah, Kobe at ten is definitely too low. But that's the thing. The goal, while at the end of the season, is to win championships. What defines your legacy is winning those championships while being the guy on the team. That, so yes, if you're like someone who never gets an NBA championship, but you were consistently great and you were the guy in the team, you're viewed less favorably than the people who were the guy oh, on the team no, and so, so, won so, the championships. No. That's not. So, but hold on. That's let's, not. Let's, let's, that's not crazy. So he's viewed as number twenty-four of all time, right? That might be a little bit too high compared, but no, well, no, no. I'm just. I'm asking, like. Yes or no? Yes. That's a yes. It's I'm looking at it in front of me. Yeah. Okay. Was he the guy on his team or was yes. that Carmelo? Who? Stockton? Stockton or Malone? That's That's Carl Malone's team. So, yeah. he's number 24 without being the guy and without winning a ring. So, both of your arguments are you... kind of falling apart here. You... So, I he's Stockton... lower. He's lower than what it says he is now. Because Jokic's not on this list. I would put Jokic over Charles Barkley. Oh, 100%. Jokic is fringe top 10 already. Giannis? Giannis, Giannis is, is on here. the list. Is he above Barkley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's at 18. Okay. okay. So, I mean, like, really quickly, we're going to see Barkley falling. Yes. It's going to happen. Because... Especially... He doesn't have the accolades to hold up. Okay. Okay. But forget the rings. Jokic is a better player than any of those three. 
regardless of the ring. So he should be ahead of them. Almost as if the better players get the rings. <laughs> Weird. Even if he didn't win the ring, Weird. he would be ahead wow. of them. Because Stop he's it. Better. Would he be ahead of him because Barkley doesn't? Yes. Isaiah right. Thomas. Who's Isaiah the Thomas. Person that has a ring. Huh? Is there anyone above Barkley that does not have a ring? Like lower, like in the higher tiers. Like yeah, like one through twenty-two. Um. The King. Does Julius Irving have one? Did. That's a good question. I, I that's think that's a great question. So. Sure. I'm just gonna Google it. Same. Wow, we're such well-versed NBA fans. Malone has it. Steph has it. Dirk has it. Giannis has it. Irving. Gary West has it. Uh, nineteen eighty-three NBA champ, two-time ABA champ. Elgin Baylor. Baylor has one. KG. KG yep. has one with the. He's not above anyone without a ring. Shocking. He's not above anyone with a ring. Uh no, Elgin Baylor does not have a ring. Really. And as we've assumed, as we've as we've clarified, right? Kevin Durant doesn't have a ring because he wasn't the guy, so it doesn't count. I mean, I don't think KD's twelve, but yeah, sure. Yeah, KD, KD wasn't the guy, so it uh, it doesn't count, right? Right, we're being consistent here. Yeah. I'm asking Angela. Is, is do you consider KD a top ten player? Uh no, but okay. Neither do they. Okay, then. So you consider him a top fifteen player. Uh yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> He's probably the best pure scorer we've ever seen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Even if he never won a ring. He's still the best pure scorer we've ever seen. Doesn't mean he's the best player. It's a very telling stat. Because again, Magnus Madsen has two rings. Regardless of if he's the guy or not. Like, <laughs> All right. Are we done with this? Yeah, we're, we're done. Have, have, we, have, we, have we talked enough? That was a, this was supposed to be just a short episode to prepare us for next week where that's we roll why into I, the NBA I, that's season. That's why I'm asking if this is enough. This is enough. Uh, look, it was, it was a good conversation, guys. It's look, good. they look. give the listeners a bone. They they did not get Ran Angelo and Austin last week. Um, They did get Alex and Angelo, which thankfully we had content. Yeah, you guys were churning out episodes pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Which is good. Um, hey, listen. Next week, NBA preseason kicks off. I don't actually have the calendar in front of me. Are we going to record? Are we recording before that or after? It starts on the 5th. Where's the calendar? There's my calendar. That's not my calendar. So that is my calendar. About that. My vacation oh. ends on the 7th. That's so Thursday, Thursday is the 5th. So we'll be recording during that episode unless... Okay. Austin can't be there because he said he needs to talk to us all about that. Um, oh, yeah, you're going to be gone. Yeah. You're going to be in Georgia. 
This might be the... Or we could record early. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's not for the listeners. They don't care. Uh, what the listeners care about, though, is, hey, follow us on social media, at No Reserves. If you go there within the time that we release this episode, you're going to get gold. You're going to get Angelo's Bleacher Report profile. It's great. Oh, God. I haven't read it yet. Ah, that's my light reading for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we are at No Reserves on all social media platforms. If you like what you see here, listen here, hear here, whatever it may be. I should have made Austin do the outro, too, because I made him do the intro. Um, leave us a like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on. We're on all of them. And Twitch. Let's talk about Twitch real quick. We are... Ready to start streaming whenever. We just have to set a date. Are we doing that now? I'm cool with it. When are we streaming on Twitch? October 11th. October <laughs> 11th. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a Monday. Unless you want to do October 10th. That's a Sunday. Doing our- next day. October 11th. Angelo? What? Check your dates, buddy. We're doing October 11th. That was okay. What are you talking about? Oh, that was you, the t- You're you right. Oh, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Cool. Wednesday, yeah, October it- 11th. So, Wednesday, October 11th. Uh, I don't. Uh, is the Twitch just at no reserves? Yeah, I'll, I'll get you hooked up with that because if I'm not I, mistaken. I, no, I, I'm. I'm specifically asking so the <laughs> listeners know where to freaking go, Angelo. God, follow the lead. Oh, yeah. I couldn't care less. I'm going to be on it. I'm not going to be clicking on it. Good where host. do our listeners go? No Reserves Radio. Uh, on Twitch. So twitch.com slash no reserves radio or whatever. I don't know how Twitch works, really. So, look, just go to Twitch. Search for No Reserves Radio. Follow us there. We're going to be streaming 2K. Um... Full disclosure, we are not good at the game. We just have fun and drink a lot of alcohol and play drinking games while we do it. It'd be great. Um, next week, NBA preseason tips off in Abu Dhabi. Right? That sounds right. It's Mavericks versus Timberwolves. Uh, real quick, because I don't want to extend this any longer, who you got in that first game? It's completely meaningless. It's just we haven't had basketball all summer. Timberwolves. So, Timberwolves. I got the Mavs. I, I got to go with the Mavs. I just think the Mavs are going to play their youth a lot more than the Timberwolves are because the Timberwolves' youth is more valuable right now. Um, and I think that's going to... get some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I got. It's, I think it's like a... It's a really weird tip-off time because it's in Abu Dhabi. But we will get into that because training camp starts on the third preseason tips off on the fifth and we are so alarmingly close to the regular season and i for one cannot wait we will be there nba tip off we'll probably do a special episode that week because it won't be releasing on a sunday uh angelo and austin don't know about that but i just made the executive decision like two seconds ago so what what day is tip off I don't know. You think I know? I don't know. But we're going to do one. It it probably won't be like the what? day of the games. October 24th. Right. So we'll probably what? record. Just go with it, Angelo. It's fine. Okay. It's going to be fine. 
Okay, sure. Yeah, everything's fine. Alcohol. Plenty of um, alcohol. Yeah, besides that, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Um, I had something witty to say, but I don't have it. Talk, talk me through what's coming up on the football podcast this week. We actually recently changed our formats from we still do the predictions as far as the line goes but we instead of reviewing every single game we will give our top 10 teams after each week so that is hopefully going to streamline it so that we will see different content on the football episode so we can be a little bit more creative with that um i would be remiss and alex would turn over in his grave if I didn't say what he always says at the end of the episode, which is give us five stars and we have a nice little donate button that ran. I, so I forget about the Patreon and I forget about the donate button. That's why I have y'all here to remind me of those fun things. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if you feel like donating, do it or don't, it just supports us. Uh, Patreon we have one again yep. if if you want to support the channel do it if you don't don't no skin off our backs we love you guys anyway but do leave us five stars that really does help us a lot a lot let's hold on this is the end of the episode we will see you all next week have a great week <laughs>